on Triple M, the show brought to you today by Dave Wrigley. That's right, Dave Wrigley, one of our listeners, it's his birthday today. <laughs> What's that about? Oh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, inappropriate Wednesday. Everything is inappropriate on today's show. Welcome aboard. Here is Dave Wrigley. Craig Frost has emailed us to say uh, he's a big fan of your show. It's now at the point where he listens to you more than his own wife causing her to question his more than unhealthy obsession with three men he's never met. <gasps> Who are these three men, you say? Well, Dave, it's a big day for you, and it's a big day for us. It's inappropriate racial epithet day here. Oh, and this with right. myself, Dead said, Speck Tony About are that. we all equally offended? Yeah, yeah. good. I'm out of here. I'm going to take this sausage <laughs> and suck it elsewhere. Got a blast from Tony on the set. Those ducks are good. Mm, uh, you want some more of them? Yeah. It is inappropriate sound effect. Walking in stuff. here, demanding bread. Get out of here, ducks. Capable, <laughs> uh, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, listen. We're still flying the flag, and, you know, you'll see the odd bloke walking up the street with a suit and a green cape. Mm. That's a good look. But it hasn't really... You know, caught on big time here, the way I thought it would. It's the groundswell. Uh, Laws, L-A, capital W-S, uh, has my space dust, and she's yeah. got four photographs of herself with a cape that she's made, one billowing out the side of what looks to be a Ford Festiva, oh, right. uh, and then a couple of her in her house. Oh, has she done the thing of shutting the door of the car on the cape, and then it just drags along? No, no she's right. gone to the, the, the trouble of allowing it to kind of billow, but she's obviously got someone holding it, because the car is stationary, because she's using both hands to hold her cape. Mm-hmm. So I hope she's not driving dangerously in a cape. Oh, not what that is not what we're... Uh, it is a danger. I mean, obviously, there is a certain amount of physical danger with Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Because what, if you get caught in something, oh, flush down a toilet like that old Mad Magazine Batman cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> that was a warning. You said the Incredibles, what can happen? Why go wrong? Also, Eddie has, uh, has my face up. Mm-hmm. And he's gone to the trouble of putting a cape on John Howard. He's obviously, he was celebrating one of the goals Australia scored against Japan. It's well, not fake rule. Oh. It's got to be real, not Photoshop. Ooh. Anyone can Photoshop a cape onto something. That's Anyone? Can you? <laughs> no, but I know children. <laughs> no, you don't. What children do you know? Um, I'm related to some in Tasmania. Right? They can do stuff on the computer. Oh. They can download the entire last series of The Sopranos in about oh. 10 seconds. <laughs> oh. Allegedly. Put them to work. See, why don't you want kids? See all the, the good work they could be doing for you now. I'm starting to see what I'm missing out on. Yeah, I finally understand that roller coaster at the end of Parenthood. Yeah, they can save stuff for you off the internet. That's what it's all about. Yesterday when Ross Noble was here, we had a chat to him after the show and he was telling you about Foxtel IQ. <laughs> and you were telling him how, how you do things. For 14 hours a day, you sit there with a tape recorder, logging Channel 9. VHS? I've got VHS as well. Ross Noble was good. People still have the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, okay, we've got off the subject. Capral, Mr. Marsden, have you seen anyone wearing a cape in the street? Uh, not as yet, no. You get around! Yeah, I know. You get around. I got a haircut yesterday. I mean, I'm sorry that. I didn't buy a cape and my breast done, obviously, at the same time. Sure. Um, but, by the way, we sorted out that boob dent. A rounded D, it's lovely. <laughs> Listen, uh, Lisa. Emailed in and she says, maybe the problem with Capril is this. Maybe Tony needs to do one of his trademark, slightly off-key, near-cockney soft-shoe shuffles. <laughs> off-key, I find offensive. They're always inappropriate on this program. Oh. Triple M. It's a bad sound on Triple M, I, I think. I don't know if it's making us more popular, but uh, if you think that'll help. <gasps> maybe you believe the peace. Maybe you not having this. Maybe you Check it out. In fact, and I. It is an 
speech. Surely the man in the street is caked up by now, Ian. You look at the look at them, Tony. It's a revolution. They're dragging down the, the sizzling hot banners, telling them to talk straight and listen hard over in the sales department, and they're swirling them on. It's not even where money needs to work, revolution. All right. There is a price. You may have noticed from the lyrics. Mm-hmm. An iMac, a real four-inch iMac, and a genuine caped-up Are You Capable t-shirt. We should... 247 runners-up. We should... <laughs> we should do something to the iMac yeah. to personalise it. Yeah, that's going to help some yeah. photographs, Rich. Yeah. Oh, something that could get them arrested months later. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I've just got the Apple Imus, which is... Um, <laughs> Spouts out racial epithets whenever you turn it on. Amazing piece of machinery. You have been sitting on that for ten minutes. Now what drive going to say on Sunday, Rich? You normally save the good gear for Rove. This is the hierarchy of Rich's hierarchy? All the good best stuff goes to Rove. And then who gets second? Stand up act. Then one of his unnamed other radio appearances. Yeah, we can't mention. Then he flips some of the second rate gear to Ann Wills. Ann Wills got that in a speaking. And then it's that uh, the character of the prop. Yeah, it's a commercial TV. So we're six cab off the radio. Yeah. The six best material created by Richard Miles and hot off the griddle every day. It's all part of the fun. And get this. John singing, not Richard Marvel, our yeah. panel operator, as so many of our listeners have suggested here. Get this on Triple M. Great song. Mm. Great for the concert. Yeah. It's a brilliant song. Are you still talking about the, the concert? To get this crap night out. You know, singing. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. you can do a live copy. You can do a live copy version of it's something. About a minute forty-five worth of comedy at this point. You <laughs> need two hours. More achievable, maybe, would be to get this dance party where we have some of our oh. favourites, uh, such as Alan Bro, and oh, we'd be well, other people to do the work. And they guest DJ for half an hour each. Oh, I pick some of their. Have it at the proscenium. Yeah. Okay. In Adelaide. Yeah. Wow. Well, you like? You know, Goth City. Yeah. You can get you get a triumphant return to the decks, Rich. Breaking yeah. out painted love. My makeup akimbo, oh. and then uh, oh, see everyone out to the Veal Garden for cruising down oh, yeah. in the morning. Great. Pavilion on the park. Let's get back <laughs> on to uh, serious matters. Politics, here, Cavalier. Mm. What have you got there? Uh, should homeless. There's a vox pop in today's, yesterday's, Rich. Man, well, that's a good option to choose from. But okay, there's what? The good thing is, should homeless people be able to vote in elections? Number of different views. But if we start allowing people you know, lying in the gutter, smelling of urine and booze to vote. The footballs will be lined up around the streets. And got a homeless people not. Oh, sorry. Ducks are going to come in. I need bloody. If you listen to those ducks, this is what will throw me in the opening break. So let's put those ducks on the computer. And it's as if somebody has bumped the CD player. Just play them again from the beginning. You just hear it. Have a listen to this. These are corrupted ducks. Have a listen. We won't talk. Play it again. couldn't vote. So what, you well, have to have an address to be allowed yeah, to vote? Which, which electorate are you in? Oh, transit. You know, yeah. a floating yeah. electorate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A swinging vote? I couldn't guess. I didn't realise that. More of a pushing voter. More of a pushing shopping cart voter. Put a, I'm not making fun of homeless people, but if you were to write like a letterbox number on the dumb master, would that be <laughs> what constitutes <laughs> I can't I can't an opinion. So homeless but so you have to have a house yeah. to have an opinion worth noting yes. in this country. Yes. Is that how it works? Yeah. Still learning mm. for all these years. What about uh, Mr. Mars and this pizza business? Have you heard about pizza tattoos? They're catching on. Well in Wales anyway. Yep. Uh, a man has had a slice of ham and pineapple pizza tattooed on the back of his head. <laughs> in what appears to be a growing Welsh trend for food-related body art. And <laughs> uh, last month, the tourist Blaine Dickinson etched a full English breakfast on a man's head. <laughs> now, Ed, you're drooling. I am. What food would you get tattooed on your head, do you think? I was just thinking about it. It was on my head. Because mm. I would get a full sort of pig on the spit on my back. You like have to full, full length, you oh, know, so yeah. if I was rolling around in bed, you know, <laughs> like I was stewing in my own juices. <laughs> and when I was sweating, it was like I was, you know, delivering flavour or something delicious like that, crackling. But if you were to shave, you know, the helmet off, what would you oh. get going up there? Uh, oh, geez. What about just an egg? Just an egg, sort of... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
Suede fan back in the day. Oh dear, and had suede tattooed on his arm. Oh dear, he looks like a fabric fan. Doesn't look any good now. A pair of corduroy pants tattooed on your legs would look nice. I'm just lowering down my trousers so you can't see in a big country. It's embarrassing. But England are going tattoo crazy. No, they. There's a guy in the UK who's marrying a woman whose name he had tattooed on his arm 32 years ago. Oh, that that is right. commitment, isn't it? And so he's been looking for that woman. Yeah. He started with the tat. Mm-hmm. And then, well, it was very good cool finding a woman with the name Harley Davidson Motorcycle <laughs> after 32 years. But there you go. You never know you're like in a big city. Give yourself some ducks, man. <laughs> From Mondo Rock. The computer's playing up again yeah, today. I don't remember that on the CD. Uh, <laughs> I think someone's just taking a three day weekend in audio transfer. Ooh, audio transfer. Topic of transfer. Let's get this on Triple M, by the way. You know, I, I was at a party on the weekend mm. yeah. uh, and Rich was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, we were right. Have you ever seen Richard outside of work hours before? Well, normally he's out trying to get other jobs. So yeah, really yeah, him, but yeah. uh, he was keeping his options open. I think he was working the room at this party. Oh, I yeah, didn't see yeah, him much, yeah. but when I did see him, he's got a wonderful party trick that he can do, which is whenever a song comes on uh, out of the stereo at a party, he knows it's a cold ending straight away. Cold oh, ending. Yeah, I know how many seconds to the vocals yeah, yeah, yeah. so I can hit the post properly. And so there's that and the opening scene of Short Bus. You're building up quite a cachet of party tricks, Mr. Butler. <laughs> and David Bowie's Changes came on. You know, it's got a, uh, an, a, a beginning that doesn't sort of telegraph where it's going. Yeah, yeah. And Rich was very very seriously turned to me and said, geez, I hope they, I hope they give this a chance. <laughs> Well, because sometimes songs that begin slowly, when you've got a room full of party goers, I know. You know, if it doesn't kick in with some fun immediately, the yeah. next track, next track, it's the iPod generation. It's <laughs> party cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, very nice. Hey, Rich, here with a cattle prod in front of the stereo. Back. Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> He's brought in uh, some clips today, though. What have you uh, seen on the news? Now, look, we should just mention in regards to newsreaders, I believe, uh, in Adelaide, yeah. uh, someone uh, signed yeah. off. Kevin Kreese, who is um, just the, the Adelaide flagship newsreader. He was right. absolutely incredible and was on telly for years. And it's actually, I think, mm. he was involved in, in Adelaide Tonight. Oh, yeah. Which was like a you know the Adelaide version yeah. of the popular Tonight Show. And I think maybe, possibly... Rumours suggest that he was the first man. This is not what he's famous for. It's not a no. legacy by any means. No, no. it's always good when the obituary has the phrase maybe, possibly, in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the possibly he was the first man to say the F word during a sketch. Oh, yeah, really? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But he was a really, he was a funny guy. He was a great newsreader. Loads of gravitas, and uh, yeah, he lost his battle with cancer overnight, so it's very sad. Well, we've had uh, Hayden email us, and apart from being a big supporter of Capel, he wants us to do a poll on uh, the public's favourite newsreader. He's a massive fan of Jennifer Kites. Oh, yeah. oh she's been around for a long time. Yeah, best joke in uh, Mad Magazine ever. Was it, was it, wow, can you say this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was just consulting the lawyers in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> my representative, okay. my right hand, right. talking away at me. Uh, that the joke, you know, with the great dividing range. Did everyone see that? No, oh, oh, never mind. Great, the, the words "great dividing range" were written in a, like on, on part of Jennifer Kite's body as right. part of a sketch oh, yeah. oh, in the animation. Oh, I was 10 and I thought it was amazing. I think right. I remember that one. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah. Andrew Fife did the animation for that one. It was a parody of Tonight Live with Steve Vazza. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I'm confused, but I'm frightened yeah. to ask you to elaborate. <laughs> 
needs to hear this line. What you're looking for is a the arse. <laughs> Who was it? Richard, there was a bloke on yesterday's show. Yeah, it was, I think it's a Gold Coast policeman. Oh, one of these self-appointed Boon uh, Vigilante. Yeah, possibly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just take Boon Vigilante. Boon Vigilante. Yeah. All right. Who needs one? Who needs a boot in the arse? What about Alan Jones? What you're looking for is a boot in the arse. Jones, the, uh, the Australian Communications and Media Authority uh, have now stated that Talkback radio host Alan Jones encouraged violence and brutality against Lebanese and Middle Eastern people leading up to the Cronulla riots. Uh, he's since been offered a job on the ABC board, apparently. For his efforts. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Janet L. Brixton has apparently proposed to him. Oh, that's nice. So <laughs> <laughs> he gets up to trouble, doesn't he, Ellis? Oh, that Jonesy is a rascal. Every time he mentions like, a, a financial institution you should invest in, it just promptly collapses. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of his great talents. I think he's encouraging people to invest in gold from the Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Real making gold. Nigerian <laughs> peerages. Yes, real making gold, as the emails state. Okay, so Alan Jones. What you're looking for is a boot the arse. He might, right? Not just a big that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you think he's deliberately slagging off yeah, the Lebanese? Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, look, well, you know what I'm probably looking for? Okay. Don't wait that thing at me. It's on my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is an authority. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you know what? All right. Mr. Marvin, who needs to hear it? Ricky. Uh, women at rock festivals who use the men's toilets. What you're looking for is a boot the arse. Oh. I know the queues are long. Exactly. And I'm a gentleman. I would never say anything. Mm. Uh, I'm right, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a little confronting because, you know, it, it's a private scene. Yep. It's uh, inside. It's a scene. Not it's a <laughs> You're in there trying to create mood. You yeah. smash the lights. You've got the light yeah. Up running, you know, you've got the iPod there with, with your own little speakers there. You've got hors d'oeuvres for people. It's right. getting hard in here. And there are ladies in there. I know you're famous. You want it to be an all male situation. That's right. Where you can enjoy the company of other gentlemen yeah. relieving themselves. That's yeah. right. That's right. And, you know, it's a long day as well. I mean, people are. You're in there all day. I know. I know what you're, you're in there all day, Rich. I know what you call the Portaloos at the big day out. Jonestown. That's what you call them. <laughs> I'm popping down in Jonestown. Waving the flag for good news. You have a passport. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you who I've heard needs to hear it. Ed Cavalier. What you're looking for is a boot the arse. I don't know what's going on, but Ed, your brother-in-law is on the phone. Put him through. No. What's going on? Oh, really? Don't put him through. Okay. Is that Ed Cavalier's brother-in-law? That certainly is. No, Oh, Nick, Nick, Jesus invented courts to settle family disputes, <laughs> not radio stations. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Yeah, why, why, why is my mother badgering uh, Nicky on the uh, on the uh, on the text messaging? What's going on? Oh, you, you, know, you know how it is. He, um, she's encouraging me to ring you up. And give you a bagging out. I have never seen him in over a year put down his sandwich. Not <laughs> on here, but it's finally happened. Why? Is this because I didn't come up for Easter? Well, well, I mean, we came all the way out from Chicago. Not for me, oh, you didn't. Of course we did. We only came to see you. Oh, that's, that's, this is ridiculous, man. I, you know, I, look, okay, and we went, we and we didn't go the short way. We came the long way. Yeah. We went through by Europe. Oh, I know. And we took the two kids. And we came out to see you. Uh, and we've been here for three weeks. Penniless. <laughs> That's right. And we had to use a canoe. For rent. Unloved. I'll send you a DVD of Frank Gardini. How about that? Then you can watch, then you can see me when there's a You know, Nick, I've been working. You know, I've got this. I know. You're, busy, you're, you're famous now. He's only on gear there. Yeah. Does it count? All right, have we finished this? Nick, it's lovely to talk to you, you know, but uh, I'd like to say, Mother, fight your own battles. Don't get Nick involved. And, uh, Nick, can you put Ed's mum on, please? No. Uh, no, no, I can't actually. Oh, okay. She's not here with me. She's driving to your house. She, doesn't, uh, she can't go out during the daylight hours, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed, I don't know why. She's okay with that, Nicky. Come on. You know, if, as a mother, you would like it if your son said that, wouldn't you? 
Maybe <laughs> not. I don't eat bang a lot of this day. <laughs> Nick, nice to talk to you. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
It is actually three separate shows. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. The, the, the first show is called Melbourne. The yes. second show is called Laugh and Death. Right. And the third show is called Hamilton and its sisters. Now, this is not three shows in one night. No, no, no. Literally three complete shows. Yeah, yeah. A, a show a week, as it were. So, and it breaks down like a trilogy. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. So, the first show is very exuberant. Right. And the second show is very dark. And, you know, the first two sell well, the third show will be a sellout and be full of Ewoks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the third show just blue gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, 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 really. Just, it's, it's all the jokes that I didn't put any work into. Check <laughs> this stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> the last person who attempted that, I think I could be wrong, was Anthony Morgan, and he did three shows over the vessel, Inc., Pink, and you stink. Yeah. And shortly afterwards, he went mad and moved to Tasmania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can take a toll. This could be the end. But it's, uh, I think his, that was just uh, different uh, stand-up shows. These are definite stories. So wow. if you see one, it tells one story for that night. But if you see all three, it tells one big story. And what kind of concerns are you addressing? Oh, you know. Well, the first show is, is a romantic comedy, essentially. Right, okay. So it's very much, wow. so very lovely. And I've got, you know, I've had lots of lo- older ladies in the audience that's smiling. <laughs> and the second show is going to get very dark. So when they come back, I, I could be responsible for some people being very upset. Right. So show one sort of failure to launch, show two erase the hit. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I've been marketing it. Show three short bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now it is. All right. <laughs> now, Justin, in the next studio, uh, yeah. something is uh, being recorded for the Will and Limo show. Yeah, yeah. it's tripod. Now, that bloke there, yep. Scott Edgar, he yep. comes on our show all the time. He's a full-blown guy. I know. He brought a comic that he drew in last night. Oh, that bloke yeah. over there, Yon, yep. nerdy ass, yeah. all day in front of the video games. Yeah, yep. that bloke, yep. Gatesy, with the curly hair. Cool the cool one we always yeah. hear. The cool one. You live with him. Yeah. Is he that cool? He's not cool. He's not cool. Well, I know I'm not cool. Well, you know, like the odd couple, we're kind of like the same couple. Oh, yeah. Even couple. You know, I'm going to do the dishes. I've already done them. I'm going to put the rubbish out. I did an hour ago. Plays a lot of video games. A lot of video games. How's this? How's this dish in the dirt, right? We're both fans of the new show Heroes. Nerdy. Yeah, yeah, I'm mad for it. Really? There's no gear. Well, when is someone going to pick up a bin and throw it at someone? I mean, you know, what what episode are you up to? Well, I'm, I'm up to the same ones as America's because we yeah, downloaded right. it my yeah, so do I. Do you? Nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think for people who still watch television, it might be on the night. Have you my new orcs that you are painting? You're very beautiful. Thank you. Wow. We're really into it. But you know what? How's this? I can't, I can't watch it with him mm. because, you know what? He is a lovely man. He just gets so... Well, it is all hands. You know, I'm trying to watch, and it's like, back off. You know this will ruin, you know, you can't do this in the third season. Yeah. The third season, we can do it. People stop tuning in. Yeah. But, um, no, no, he's, he's really, he gets really finicky. He hates uh-huh. Indian actor. He says he's a bad actor. Oh. And so I'm sitting there enjoying it, and every time he comes up, he's like, oh, oh he's shit. He's terrible. Yeah. Like, hey, shut up. He's ruining it for you. Yeah. We went and saw King Kong together. All the way through the movie, all I could hear was, oh, oh. Oh, and he kept changing. What was all the punching about? I don't know. I was too scared to look. You know, I didn't leave that going on. He gets too finicky yeah, about it. There would have been complaints about the quality of the CGI. Yeah, yeah, it was. Good. Yeah, oh, and the monkey didn't come in quick enough. Oh, yeah. very tripod. <laughs> and the hair didn't look real enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know with that. You know, so he's, he's, he's terribly nerdy. He takes it to a level... I don't even know how he got the cool one. You know, I reckon right. the other two are so nerdy, they just turn around and say, You can be the cool one. And they go, Oh, boys, come on. Don't <laughs> <laughs> like that. Hello, <laughs> uh, Bryce. I like video games as well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you play as well, Justin? Do you have yeah. No, you know, you know why? Because I'm, I get too frustrated. Uh, I, I hate a game where you have to go over here and press this and roll and, yeah, uh, and be pointing in the air to be able to get yeah. through to the next section. You just yeah. want to shoot yeah. stuff. I just want to shoot stuff. Yeah. Old school Galaga. That's the kind of thing. Ah, yeah. Nerd. <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> yeah. Well, okay, that's interesting. So you watch a bit of telly. Mm. What we want to do today is play what have you seen on the telly that you've tried to copy and did it work and did you survive? <laughs> and is it safe for all ages? That's what we're going to do next time. Right. Yeah, yes. And I might just mention this story. I think you were flagging this one for me, Richard Marsland. Uh, popular cartoonist Larry Pickering oh, yeah. has appeared in a Gold Coast court uh, charged with flying a helicopter after drinking <laughs> alcohol. Yes! <laughs> And in honour of Pickering, the courtroom artist did all the pictures in the careful their starkest style. <laughs> 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 Got it out of our system just as it 
you like to copy things you've heard on the radio or in a song or on the telly? Yeah, you know, one of my favourite things was uh, I saw the movie Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, it's diabolical. And you got to cut off shorts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> look wonderful. Stop it. Stop it. He's flirting, isn't it? He's always doing that. I, um, there's a scene in the movie right about 56 minutes 18 in uh, with uh, the Duke boys in jail and Burt Reynolds there, and the scene's been going nowhere, and this actor turns up out of nowhere, a uh, little black homie, hat on backwards. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and Tom Gleason and I are watching this. This guy just walks up out of nowhere and goes, Hey, that's a fair suit you're wearing. What are you, some kind of pimp? Boom! <laughs> and he just starts putting noise on the end of line. <laughs> No. You know, yo, yo, B, you got to grow a feather out of your cat, though. That way you get more respect from your manhole. Zah! <laughs> and we appropriated the zah and the zoo. And it's good when, like, if you want to hang shit on someone, you know, <laughs> if someone's giving you, annoying you, you can kind of say, hey, yo, you got to save your breath to blow up your girlfriend when you get home. Zah! And does it work? Do people love it? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's become a thing. It became such a thing that all these comedians love it so much that Michael Chamberlain, fellow comedian Michael yeah, yeah, Chamberlain, yeah, yeah. who's also a nerd, uh, found the guy's manager and wrote to him saying he, he, he loved it so much. And the guy passed it on to the actor who wrote back to us saying that he loved to tour with his R&B band and even signed it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. we've become mates with him. That's that you got written back to by <laughs> someone who appears at 56 minutes and 18 seconds for a whole two and a half minutes. Who'd have thought he wanted to do it? And the jigs are handed. Well, listen to this story. Uh, this is from Italy. An Italian man inspired by the proclaimers plans to walk 500 miles and then walk 500 more to prove his love for his girlfriend. I had a stupid row with my girlfriend and said stupid things and we broke up. Then I was in the car. I heard that song by the Proclaimers and decided that would be a fantastic way to prove that I love her. The 58-year-old artist estimates it will take two months to walk 500 miles and then walk 500 more. He will take a music player with him and plans to listen to the Scottish band while he's doing it. Oh, and he had two songs. Yeah, I know. I'm so glad he wasn't a fan of Sabrina's Boys, Boys, Boys. That could have really <laughs> turned out. Well, that's what we say. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been listening to the radio and thought, I'd like to roll down the road trying to loosen my load with seven women in my mind? It might just work. Have you seen something on the telly that you've adopted, like uh, Justin has with that phrase? Have you seen something in a movie and thought, I could die, but I'm going to have a crack at it. I've often mentioned this one before when we were doing Martin Malloy. Some drunks called us up and said, we've tried to do the scene with the bloke strapped to the crucifix over the waterfall from the mission. <laughs> we only had a 15-foot <laughs> waterfall on our farm. I got six foot down and it got hooked on some rocks and I was trapped upside down for an hour and had to be rescued. <laughs> Ill-fated, foolish, but damn impressive. Good job. Good job, fellas. <laughs> Have you done that in all movies, too? No, no. Well, well, you guys the mission. You guys wanted to do their thing from the mission? Yeah. Oh, a big rolling joppy fan. <laughs> I think he's tailed off in recent years. Who <laughs> do you? Do not besmirch Joppy's name in my caravan. Right? Uh, okay, you Star. Lock up. There's a great uh, bit there where he gets, he gets a belt and he throws a belt over a wire and like he you know uses it for flying fox to freedom. Oh yeah, and we had we got that a go uh, with a belt. Yeah, at my friend Chris's house, we built a rope from his uh, balcony down to the ground. <laughs> yeah, but when I say built, uh, one person sort of held it and the, the tent peg down the bottom, and then you went and the idea was to you know run out of the balcony, jump. Grab onto the thing and just to freedom. Mm. Bang. Walk face first to the ground. The way you're all looking at was it, was it you that did it? Or no, I made Chris go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was like, uh, he had a belt that was his house. You know what I mean? It was your place, buddy. Exactly. Exactly. Advantage. exactly. <laughs> to make it work properly, you need the 58 volt gear before that. So let's stop. You copied something from a movie, song, book, or play. When I was a really small kid, when I was about six or seven years of age, I was a massive fan of the Fatty Finn movie. Oh, oh, yeah, Bert Newton and Ben Oxenbold, Rebecca Rigg, Benny Oxenbold. Yeah, it's actually, it's a really cool movie. Uh, Bob Ellis wrote the, uh, wrote the novelisation. It's a really cool movie. Yeah, it's great. Right. And <laughs> I did, I've written it down. <laughs> and I've got my mum to make me a fatty fin suit, so oh, I'll get around that. Yeah, no, I know. And uh, I, yeah, it was a bit of a sad fan. I bought the book, of the, which is the novelisation of the movie yeah, yeah. by Bob Ellis. Um, and also <laughs> the, uh, a VHS copy of it, and I had a, like a yellow woggle and got around. Oh. <laughs> 
going to rig up, you know, frog races and uh, billy, coat, uh, billy cart races with goats and everything. We've all done some. I tried to make the golden gun from the man with the golden gun with a packet of cigarettes. And, uh, oh, yeah. Um, I made, um, remember Kiss and Attack of the Killer Phantoms? Do you remember that movie? Yeah. I made, uh, the, they had little emblems that they would get their powers from. I made those. Yes, Open yeah. up a little box of these things. Oh, I've got the power of Paul Stanley. Women need to sleep with lots of women. Yeah. <laughs> While being quite effeminate. When uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, we used to hang around in the drains. Yeah. <laughs> the cave plants. Right. I cannot get into a car without feeling the urge to just rip off the bottom of the steering column and touch two wires together. Jeff Bauer style. I drive away within about seven seconds. <laughs> well, every time I'm in a plane that gets turbulent, I think, oh, I could be Jack. I could yeah, be Jack. I'm very yeah. excited about this. I'm going to lead these people to safety against the others. Right. Of course, I'd probably just, you know, crash and Wollongong, but they're yeah, still right. right. <laughs> yeah, right. Have you copied something? Did it work? Give us a call. one triple three five three. From Mile High to Rock Bottom. <laughs> on Triple M. Justin Hamilton is with us. Three Colours Hamo is the name of his show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. You've got to have a look at that, but in the meantime, have you copied something from a film, book, play or song? How did it go? Who's going first in Cavalier? John, how are you? Hey, Ed, how are you going, mate? Uh, well, I'm excellent, sir. What did, you, uh, what did you try and copy? Well, we tried to copy a, a bit of a manoeuvre out of an old skateboarding movie. Gleaming um, the Cube? I, I think it might have been I was eight or nine at the time, um, so I'm, I'm not sure if it was gleam, gleaming the cube. It wouldn't be as far back as skateboard with Leaf Garrett. <laughs> well, well, Tony, I actually knocked myself out trying to perform this manoeuvre, so I'm sort of, I'm sort of lost on the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? What did you want uh, with the move? Well, we were at a mate's birthday party, as I said, and um, we went to muck around outside. He had a, a big house with a, a concrete uh, patio around the whole house, mm-hmm. and then a, a ramp at one end. Oh, yeah. So we've loosened up the truck so we could take yeah. the tight corners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm the one who decided that I'd be smart and go down the ramp backwards on my hands and knees. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no hospital time, but um, yes, certainly was inside with an egg on your head, a broken nose and a fat lip. Oh, there you go. Let me ask you this, John. Do you reckon you could do it now? Do you reckon you've learnt your lesson? Do you reckon you, you know what you did wrong? Uh, I don't know what I did wrong, but I'd probably be stupid enough to try it again. That's what I'm talking about. YouTube, <laughs> young man. YouTube. <laughs> exactly. uh, so many River Phoenix moves you shouldn't copy. <laughs> have we got time for all our other callers, or do we want to play a song first? Uh, let's have a song. Let's have a song, and then we'll meet the copycats next on Get There. All right. Serious Phonics here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Justin Hamilton is here. Are we all ready to go in? Hi, Peter. How you going? Oh, little nervous. Tony kind of shouted at me. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what did you copy, man? Well, you guys were talking about uh, the Dukes of Hazard. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I can beat that. 64 minutes, 23 seconds into it, mm-hmm. they pull out of the workshop, mm-hmm. and uh, Poe, mm-hmm. one of the fellas, plays the air horn about six times. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. So I went out on the internet, purchased this thing off from US. And it is the exact horn of what they had in their car. Oh. <laughs> Do. We, uh, well, we spent about half an hour watching it back and forth, copying the incantations down. 
<laughs> then we went out to my mate's dark shed, drew a pentagram on the ground. Good idea. Um, and in the honour of Caprol, I think there was actually a cloak or a cape involved. Oh, there was. <laughs> and when was the last time you had a look at ghoulies, so to speak? They're asking us to one shortcut again. Go and see if we get back there. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I don't think it's on uh, DVD. Yes, it is. Yeah. Is it made I've got a copy of DVD. So, ghoulies. Ghoulies is on DVD. Oh. Serpico, no. I was, talking <laughs> short, I was talking about short pass. I have a short pass DVD, but ghoulies. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think that's made the cut. Nah, uh, okay. You were very adamant about it. <laughs> I was. <laughs> How people will be straight on. Oh, there it is in Nicholas. Hello, Brett. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, well, we're having a great time. So, what did you reenact, man? Yeah, well, we didn't exactly reenact. We decided to uh, make the uh, next two movies in the Star Wars saga. <laughs> You want to wait about 10 years and then remaster them with just inappropriate CGI <laughs> interfering. Yeah. Just add, add, add three or four minutes and re-release it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brett, congratulations. Uh, I'm right. well spent, uh, YouTube for you. Uh, hello, Christian, how are you? G'day, good. Good. Uh, what did you read next, bro? What did you have a crack at? Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. I thought he was reenacting a scene from Wolf Creek. I was yeah. trying to get close right. <laughs> what did you copy, buddy? Okay, when I was about 10 years old, they had me mates over. Yep. Uh, so I decided to do the uh, Karate Kid theme where the guy stands up on one leg. There you go. Yeah, uh, it didn't go that well. It came off the jetty. Actually, let me let me just tell you that I was on a jetty at the time yes. as well, about eight feet worth of water. Yep. Came off and ripped me back up, needed 10 stitches. Oh. <laughs> And the old man gave me a couple of slaps when I got home because I dirtied me good clothes. Let's have that next song get there. We don't really have time for this, but we've got a lot of requests. 
for a bit of Peter Costello. Do you love the Federal Treasurer? No, he's one of my favourites. <laughs> of all the ones in the world, he's up there. He's got a lot of conspiracy theories, and we loved it a couple of weeks ago when he somehow linked David Hicks to the Bali bombings. Uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, I don't know how uh, that he, took he was able to do that, but we've got another one of his uh, amazing press conferences. Check it out.